legislature, the Capitol. We have a district of 58A state representative, Christy Purcell. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. I'm back. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for coming in today. Uh, you've had a, uh, it's been a busy week at the uh, Capitol, to say the least. <laughs> you've mm-hmm. had some mm-hmm. some pretty big items of legisla- uh, legislation either passed or or discussed. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start off with uh, earlier this week, the House, and I think yesterday uh, was the Senate, passed the uh, carbon-free energy bill by uh, 2040. That's right. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, let, let's talk about the final product. Is, it, is that going to be signed into a law today, do you know, or...? Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen today or when that's going to happen. I think the Senate adjourned right around midnight last night, and that was uh, we passed that on Monday, I believe. It's really hard to know what day it is. Um, so the House passed it on Monday. The Senate was in session until about midnight last night, and then they passed it. So it will be signed into law. I'm not exactly sure when. Now, is that... Uh- the same bill that you had, uh, did, did, did it go along party lines? Uh, yes, because in the Senate, I saw the final vote this mm-hmm. morning. It was 34-33, uh, and that's the um, the partisan split mm-hmm. in the Senate there. So um, we had a rural champion uh, in the Senate carrying that. So um, Senator Nick Friends from Mankato uh, was the chief author there, and he's been working on this for a long time. So I know... Maybe a little bit different dynamic than in the House. Uh, our majority leader, Jamie Long from Minneapolis, was carrying it in our body. But I just think it's a great example of, you know, we often get told this urban versus rural thing. And to have a rural mm-hmm. legislator championing it in the Senate, uh, I think I think it's hopefully going to be good for everybody in Minnesota. What are the highlights of that? Have you read uh, very much uh, into it? Um, it is quite a, a big bill that mm-hmm. has been in process over the years, so I am not quite as familiar with, with that process. I know my predecessor, um, Todd Lippert, worked on that and was, was more involved with the process than I have been. Um, but it's basically making sure that our energy co-ops and our, our private energy companies are switching to 100% clean energy on a, a quicker timeline mainly to address climate change all right let's move on uh, cannabis has been a uh, a hot topic uh, we do going into the legislature that there would be some conversations about the legalization of uh, cannabinoid products in some way shape or form mm-hmm. is that shaping up have you talked about that and you're i don't know if your committees are involved with that but you are in the agriculture committee yes so i so would imagine that was also yes Yesterday, mm-hmm. I believe that we heard cannabis in the Ag Committee. That was the place where I was most um, interested to, to hear and to dig in. It's a huge bill. It makes a whole new um, uh, administration uh, group to, you know, be regulating and taxing and all the things. So in the Ag Committee, we just focused on the, the growing uh, you know, sort of the egg provisions in it. And that's the part I was most interested in because I want to make sure that um, our farmers, should they want to diversify their crop and, and grow this product, that they have access to it, that they, um, you know, can make sure they're getting fair pay for it. So we really sort of dug into some of the um, some of the minutia for growers. How, how is that received in uh, the uh, the committee? 
I mean, I learned a ton just from the committee. So mm-hmm. people are interested in this. I've actually had some of my farmer friends reach out to me like, hey, when am I going to you know, have to apply for a license? And um, we didn't go really deep into the licensing mm-hmm. part. There's like f- maybe five different types of licenses you can have depending on the size of your operation, depending on if you're just growing or if you're processing. There's um, lots of regulation around the vertical integration. We don't want just one person to be able to you know, grow it and like sort of be in charge of the mm-hmm. whole process. Um, so I would recommend people watch the hearing. The, all the hearings are on YouTube. Um, I would say it was a real mixed bag from folks who were um, testifying. So mm-hmm. a, we had a lot of folks come who might be growing industrial hemp right now for CBD or um, people who started businesses with the the lower level of the mm-hmm. Can- uh, Yes, sure. yes, and the beverages and things. So I think there is a real fear that people who have started to get in this market um, then if the changes go through as the bill currently is written, they would, they have to have totally like separate machinery to make their cannabis beverage versus beer. But there are breweries who've already been doing it on shared equipment. I mean, the cost barrier that that would be for our small businesses would be really challenging. So, um, the author of the bill has, uh, He gave assurances in the committee yesterday that he wanted to keep talking about this and figuring this out. And um, that's actually a thing that I will be following up with Representative Zach Stevenson to say, hey, I heard you say that you're going to take these concerns from growers and producers seriously. What are you doing to address that? Mm -hmm. Because um, that's a real concern I have. You still have quite a bit of work, or you, you feel like there's a lot more work to do on this topic in your agriculture committee, or is it getting close to being, uh, being going through? Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't have a, a sense for what the timeline is. I think it does have to go through like literally every committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, and there are a lot of committees, so I'm not sure what the timeline is on that, but I, it seems to keep sort of plugging away. Uh, once again, Christy Purcell, District 58A State Representative, is with us. Another thing that uh, has made headlines this week, and that is uh, felons. Uh, the uh, availability or the legality of a uh, felon uh, voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- where's that at and what happened? So last night on the House floor, we were prepared to stay there as late as it took, but we were done right around 9, I think. Um, and we passed uh, Restore the Vote. So this is also a piece of legislation. It has been in the works for, I mean, I think maybe decades. Um, and of, of some former lawmakers who worked on this, uh, one from each side of the aisle, were, were guests on the House floor last night and listening to testimony and lots of folks up in the gallery who have been working on this issue. So basically, um, in Minnesota, we have really, really long parole periods and um, oftentimes decades. Uh, there was a woman in the gallery last night who won't be able to vote with our current laws until she's 73 years old. She has a two-year-old daughter. She must be in her 20s or 30s right now. Um, she struggled with addiction and made some made some bad choices. And, uh, you know, she's trying to get her life together. So um, making sure that the, once people are out of prison, then they have the their right to vote restored. So that passed the Minnesota House. I think it will be going to the Senate at some juncture, but um, 
really just a coalition of people over the decades who have been working on this. So I think we joined 25 other states in um, in allowing folks who are out to be able to vote. Instead of right now, it's you have to be off paper. So you have to be off probation, all of that. All right. Are they taking, do you know if there's any uh, conversations about uh, taking a look at the whole you know, penal system, the whole justice system to see if those, I mean, is that too long? Are we giving too long of probations or paroles? Mm-hmm. Is it not long enough? Right. Uh, because things have changed a bit, especially since COVID with the, the prison terms and jail time. Mm-hmm. Well, what we learned last night is that uh, Minnesota has one of the longest parole uh, periods of any state. We have so the shortest, pr- one of the shorter prison sentences. And we just know that more and more things have been uh, classified as a felony. So um, that was, uh, I would say, maybe the main point of the discussion last night is people having a, an issue with that bigger, um, the bigger criminal justice system, mm-hmm. some of which we can control in our state. Some, of course, are on a, you know, the federal level. So... Um, yeah, that's a bigger conversation that needs to happen. Once again, Christy Purcell is with us, uh, the uh, District 58A state representative. Uh, what else is, anything else you've been working on within the uh, committee, any of your committees? Yeah. So the other thing that we passed off the um, House floor last night is uh, making Juneteenth a holiday in Minnesota. So it was recognized, I think it was last year, as a federal holiday Um This is also a piece of legislation that has quite the history of a lot of folks carrying it. Um, And one of my uh, one of my black colleagues, Ruth Richardson, carried it this time around. And it was a nearly unanimous vote to make Juneteenth a holiday in Minnesota. There was one nay vote. Um, The other thing we did was um, we passed the permanent rules for this biennium. So for this year and next year, we've just been operating under temporary rules um and the main thing is just that this you know it's very inside baseball but this dictates sort of how we do our work and one thing um that was added back there's a lot of discussion around remote um voting because of course that's the thing that has been happening and we've been in person now although we've had actually quite a number of colleagues who have been out sick and just unable to vote um and then uh Oh, what was the other part of this? Oh, um, and bringing back the consent calendar so that if there's non-controversial bills, we don't have to spend time, you know, gaveling and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And there's um, and, and we can sort of move through those items of business a little bit faster. So that hasn't happened, I think, for I think they said maybe eight years we haven't had the consent uh, calendar. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there'll be more things that can go on there and just pass right through. Now, does each legislative session, you know, during the biennium, do they each set their own set of rules? You do that every time you, you get Apparently. In? Okay. Yes, this is a thing I've been learning about. Oh, I didn't know there was, I thought there was just one set of rules. Me too. Me too. Mm. And and then there's also joint rules between the House and Senate that mm-hmm. got agreed on, even though they do things fairly differently there. So, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to learn about that. All right. Once again, Christy Purcell is with us, our state representative for District 58A. Let's take a look at next week. Any idea what the highlights are going to be next week? Um. Oh, gosh. I come in here Friday morning just having survived the last <laughs> week. So um, I will I will give a little shout out, though, um, mm-hmm. to some of the uh, my constituents who came. It was um, Township 
day on Wednesday, I think. So I got to meet with a couple of township administrators up in Scott County, actually. So one from Helena Township and one from Cedar Lake Township. Um, It was Rotary Day at the Capitol on Monday. So I got to see some of my fellow Northfield Rotarians and all five of our international students got to, you know, do a tour of the Capitol. Um, They went to go see uh, Justice uh, Gordon Moore, who Mm -hmm. is... Uh, Northfielder who was on the Supreme Court so they got kind of a nice little tour up there so All it's right. always great to to see folks up at the Capitol good well thank you so much for coming in uh, appreciate it and we'll talk to you again next week have a good week thanks so much you too <laughs> State Representative Christy Purcell from District of 58A got to take